Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Well, good morning, Gas Street. How are we doing this morning? Are you doing good? Come on, you can talk to me. Are you doing good? Are you excited to be in the house of God today? Come on. Hey, it's electric in here already. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but I mean, you're all chit-chatting still. Uh, shout out to our friends and family online. Welcome uh, to Gastry today. My name's Tebs, and uh, so good and such a privilege to be uh, speaking to you today. Are you feeling good? I mean, you're looking good. I've got to say, this has got to be a good-looking church, the best-looking church I've seen, I would say. Come on, this section. Yeah, yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. I got some friends over there. How about over here? Have I got some friends? <laughs> oh, so good. Hey, God's good. Hey. And uh, it is honestly so cool to be continuing our series on the fruit of God's Spirit. I want to just invite you this morning just to, to open up your heart. You know, it's, it can be so easy to come into an environment like this, you know, and have your mind already made up. You know, you've got, you know, your arms are crossed and you've decided, you know, that you're going to check out. But I want to invite you this morning to check in. You know, this, this is, you know, this is not a show. No one's up here to entertain you, but this is revival. This is the Spirit of God moving this morning. He wants to speak to you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to arrest all of our hearts today. And I just think if, if you're expectant, as we've heard already today, I reckon your life can be transformed. You know, this, you know, this is the Word of the Lord. And, you know, it's, it's not designed to, to, to just tickle you and just to, you know, make you laugh a bit or whatever. But this is, this is the living Word of God. And, and if you'll allow it, it, would, it will transform your life today. And, uh, and that's why we're up here. We want to encourage you around God's Word, and I truly believe that you're going to be changed today. Are you, are you excited about that? Does that resonate with anybody in the room? Come on, lovely golf clap there. Anybody else just excited about that today? Hey, we can, we can talk back now. Like, I mean, I mean you, can, we, we, you can help me preach. You've got to draw it out of me today. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm excited. So can I read a few verses, like four verses? Can I handle four verses on a Sunday morning? This is, this is just a moment where Jesus shows kindness to a leper. And, you know, we want to touch on kindness this morning. And, and uh, it's just extraordinary. If anybody exemplifies kindness, it's, it's our Savior, Jesus. And here's what it says in Matthew chapter 8, uh, reading from verse 1 to 4. If you've got your Bible, is, Bible, is bringing your Bible to church still a thing? Come on, you guys. Yes, come on. Uh, if you don't, don't worry. It will come up on the screen as well. Here's what it says. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell, anyone about what, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. In the time that we have this morning, not long, but two and a half, three hours or so, 
I want to share a few thoughts using as a subject radical kindness. Sign me up. Sign me up. You know, our series is called Subscribe Here. And we figured, you know, in a world where you can subscribe to pretty much anything and everything, why not sign up to the fruit of God's Spirit? Radical kindness. Let's pray. Father, we thank You today that You're in this place. Woo! Spirit of God, would You come today? Would You come and speak to each and every single one of us? That's what we love about Your Word. God, it goes out and it, and it establishes that which it sets out to establish. It produces fruit. That's why we're here over these few weeks. We wanna, this is a fruit-bearing season. And so God, we ask You today that You would stir up kindness in each and every single one of us today, both in the room and online. Holy Spirit, we ask today that you would help us. Give us the strength, give us the courage. Those of us who've walked in just feeling gloomy and, you know, our spirit is, is, is reflecting just the weather, God. I pray today, just, God, you would ignite faith in this place. You would ignite passion. We thank you, you've already healed people today. We just pray that you would continue to just speak into the areas of our hearts that perhaps nothing else can get into but you. Oh, we thank you, God. You are good in Jesus' name. And someone said, oh man, thank you, Joe Rivers. Can we thank Joe Rivers for helping me sound spiritual? Thank you, Brother Joe. Radical kindness. Uh, what is it that uh, you hear, uh, feel and understand when you hear the word kindness? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Is it about being nice to other people? Is it about doing good and being a good person? The truth is that there is more to kindness than being nice or doing right by others. In fact, I don't even know if there's a single word that can describe the true meaning of kindness. The dictionary defines it as the quality of being friendly or generous or considerate. Other synonyms of kindness are goodwill, warmth, tenderness, selflessness. Yet none of these terms, you know, I find can truly convey the significance and the complexity of the word. What is kindness? A writer by the name of Mark Twain who lived in the 1800s, I love this, he said that kindness is the language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Kindness is the language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. It suggests that, he suggests that kindness is universal. It, it crosses boundaries, racial boundaries, political boundaries, socioeconomic barriers. Our interpretation of kindness is wide and varied and, and the meaning is relative to each individual. So I'm not sure that there even is a definition of the word. But one thing that I am sure of today, it is that empathy, compassion and understanding are universal. Paul, uh, who wrote most of the New Testament, he said to the Ephesians, he said in Ephesians 4.32, he said, be kind to each other, 
tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. He said to the Colossians in chapter 3, verse 12, he said, since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. He said to put it on. I don't know, as you reached for your jeans this morning and, you know, your high top sneaks like myself uh, to get dressed and get ready to come to church. I don't know if, 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 you, if you grabbed kindness with you uh, to clothe yourselves with this morning. He said, put it on. Being kind is our way of following in God's footstep. And, and you know, no one exemplifies that like Jesus. No one exemplifies the fact, and here's my message today, that kindness is universal like Jesus does. I mean, let's just take a bit of a deep dive into these four verses. This moment right after Jesus has been preaching the Sermon on the Mount, he's on his way down the mountain and he is approached uh, by this leper and he begins to engage with him and show kindness to this leper. And I've got to ask you this morning, have you ever met a leper? I mean, I've never met a leper, but scholars uh, tell us that lepros the leprosy of that day was worse than the leprosy of our time. I mean, this, just this morning, I had a bit of a Google on, uh, I Googled leprosy and clicked on Google images, which, you know, you should never do. Um, but I did this morning because I wanted just to get a picture of leprosy. Don't worry, I'm not going to show you, okay? I don't want to freak some of you out. But, 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 but I've, I've got to say that, you know, these scholars are telling us that, that, that leprosy, uh, the leprosy of that day was, was far worse than the one of our time. If you had leprosy, you were, you, you were cursed. It was incurable and apparently deadly, perhaps the equivalent of modern day cancer, except that it was much more evident and quite frankly, quite ugly. It was a kind of, of living death with many uh, sweeping implications. Once declared a leper by, by priest, uh, it was, it was pretty, much, pretty much over for you. When someone would approach a leper, they would have to quickly tear their clothes and uncover their head and uncover their, their lips and, and shout, unclean, unclean, don't, don't come near me, I'm, I'm unclean. They would, they would have to do that if someone would approach and naturally a leper would never be allowed in the temple. Oh, no way. I mean, can you imagine this morning not being allowed in this sanctuary because of an ailment, they were, they were cut off from society. Imagine having an, ail, an ailment that, that cut you off from society. This, this was the reality of this man's situation. They would never be allowed in a place like this. And so uh, when I read Matthew's account of, of this story, I have, to, I have to just smile a little bit because I'm encouraged when I see the courage that, that it must have taken, that he would have had to muster up to even approach Jesus because it wasn't typical. Some of you will know what that feels like. The courage it takes on your worst day. I know what that feels like on my worst day to even begin a dialogue with Jesus when I'm feeling defeated. When I'm feeling like, man, you know, like I messed up. Come on, you know what that's like? The, the courage you have to muster up to even say, hey, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I need you. Even, even this morning, some of you couldn't even raise a hand and worship. 
because you couldn't muster up the courage. Here's an example of what that might feel like. I've got a, I've got a smile. He should have kept his distance. I can almost see the crowd just melting away as this guy approached Jesus because, because nobody was gonna touch him to stop him. No way. Nobody was gonna, nobody was gonna get in the way. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Now, is that a question? Is that a question or is that uh, a statement or is that reverse psychology? Come on, come on. You know what reverse psychology is like with God, right? When, when we talk to him, we say, oh, hey, Lord, Lord, you can do this. <laughs> you, you can do this. He was right, though. He was right. Jesus was able to make him clean. He was right that the only question was whether or not he was willing to do so. He was, he, he was able to see the authority that is on Jesus' life. I wonder this morning as we are worshiping, as, as we're praying up here for healing and believing for the Spirit of God to touch people and to release them from fear and anxiety and, and pressure and physical ailments. I wonder if we this morning can see the authority that is on Jesus' life. I am willing, Jesus said. Be healed, no hurdles. No loops. Often it can be so easy to confuse someone being kind with the biblical picture of the fruit of the Spirit, kindness. I am willing, be healed. Just, just a few things from this already. You see just a few notes on, on genuine radical kindness. Genuine kindness is not manipulative. This kindness we're sensing here is not a kindness that looks to take advantage of. A genuine kindness is not being kind when things go your way. It's not being kind when we want people to do what, they, what we want them to do. I'm sure some of the parents in the room would say amen to that, perhaps. A genuine kindness is not self-serving. It doesn't seek personal gain. Have you ever given a false sense of care to somebody, hoping that they would return the favour? The only person that could be, that could be blessed and encouraged and served in this scenario was the leper. Genuine radical kindness is not self-seeking. Jesus' entire life was the epitome of this. He teaches us in these five words, I am willing, be healed, that radical kindness is not always about wanting to get paid back. As Elsa Majimbo says on Instagram, because Instagram is where all the good content is, it's a lifestyle. It, kindness is a lifestyle. It's, it's the way that you and I, we, we, we live our lives. It's the way we, we conduct our lives. This is a more serious thought from an author, Warren Wiersbe. He said it this way. He said, walking in the Spirit is not some emotional experience detached from everyday life. It is the daily experience of the believer who feeds on the Word, prays and obeys what the Bible says. This is the daily tension that we wake up with every single day. And Paul is highlighting it in, the, in his letter uh, to the Galatians uh, who, had be, who, had, who had begun to give up their freedom in Christ and were beginning to walk in the flesh, which I'm gonna refer to from this moment on as being a bit fleshy. The Galatians had become just, just a little bit, just a little bit fleshy. He said, he said, look, when you follow the desires of your sinful 
nature. The results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Fruits of the flesh, they reveal a selfishness in us. They focus on getting. Now granted, right, time out of the message, okay. Granted, we all have scenarios and situations in our lives that stir up unkindness and, and, and stir up uh, the flesh. Uh, and I have a few. <laughs> Number one on the top of that list is getting added into WhatsApp groups when it could have been a text. Come on, come on. Do I have any friends on that one here today? Come on. Who are the culprits for that? Come on, just don't lie in church. Come on, you love a WhatsApp group. We don't need a WhatsApp group for tea. And asking us what tea do you want when, when you arrive, send a text. Voice notes that are over one minute long. Come on, if I have to take out a notepad and a pen to make notes on your voice note, forget it. It's, it's not happening. It's, it's too long. Pick up the phone and call me. And while we're on phone calls, why is it that people are scared these days to, to, to pick up the phone? <laughs> Come on, no, seriously, I call people sometimes and, and, and they don't answer. And then immediately you get a text saying, hey, hey, sorry, I missed your call. You didn't miss my call. You ignored it. You're lying. <laughs> and, then, and then they say, is everything okay? <laughs> Was it a mistake? No, it wasn't. I called you. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> trying to leave Skype. This, this is therapy. Is this okay? I'm just having a bit of a therapy moment. I've got the microphone. You don't, okay? Trying to leave Skype. Come on. Uh, Chris, my neighbor's here. I had a conversation with Chris um, two nights ago about leaving Skype. I said, Chris, how'd you do it? He said, by shouting. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I, I get a bit fleshy. Disney Plus. I've been trying to leave Dis Disney Plus, Ali, since July 2020. I know. I've still got the subscription. I, I can't leave Disney Plus. Have I watched it? No. I, I couldn't even tell you how to leave Disney Plus. It's just, it's, it's causing me, you know, a bit of unkindness. <laughs> oh, I feel so much better. That was, that was, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, here's the thing about the flesh. You know, the flesh says I'm first. Yeah, yeah, it puts... It puts you first. Where we're consumed with our, with our desires, with our wants. We have a desire to get. We're proud, entitled even. We're justified in our choices, in our judgments, in our actions. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is always a way that seems right to a man. How true is that? You know, when we wanna get our own way sometimes, we, we've just, we find a way that just feels right. <laughs> feels right. How often have we given the flesh an hour? How often have we given the flesh a day? A three-year relationship that we should never have been in. The flesh, the work of the flesh, secondly, desires immediate gratification. It wants immediate satisfaction, immediate pleasure, where we end up 
taking shortcuts and becoming short-sighted. And we don't realize that when we keep cutting corners in life, we end up going around in circles and we end up in the same place of pain, the same place of disappointment. And we wonder because we've gotten ourselves into a pattern and patterns that serve our flesh. Oh, the flesh can be a tricky place. I wonder today how often have we given up much for the little? The work of the flesh is circumstantial. Depends on my mood. It's led by by how I feel today. Hey, I wanna encourage us, every single one of us today, that if, if there is a prayer to pray in this season and this summer, as we're getting rest, as we're rejuvenating, as you know, we're spending time with friends and family. If there is a prayer to pray, let it be, Lord. Help me to walk, not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. In the Spirit of God. Kindness is Jesus first. Radical kindness endures. It endears it exalts, it encourages, it, it exemplifies. Proverbs 3, verse 3 or 4 says, never let kindness leave you. Tie it around your neck. <laughs> kindness has no favourites. It's long-sighted, it's humble. It's being gracious and generous. Can you imagine the gasps in the room or in the crowd as Jesus stepped forward to touch this man, to stretch out a holy hand? to touch this man who was cursed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the gasps in the room? How does, how does he do it? You know, I've got a few questions for Jesus. <laughs> how does he do it? What are the keys to kindness? What are they? I'm glad you asked. Thanks, thanks for asking, because it just makes my job just easier, right? Let me give you some keys. Firstly, kindness is abiding. Here's, here's a key to kindness, abiding. Jesus says in John 15, verse five, he said that I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will bear some fruit, much fruit, come on, come on will bear much fruit. There's no scientific, you know, formula. There's no method that you have to figure out when you get home. <laughs> Let me give it to you. It's, it's super simple, close proximity to Jesus. Come on, you try deal with patience on your own. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? Yeah, you, you try deal with self-control. Come on. Come on, without the Spirit of God. Faithfulness, turning up. Week in, week out, praying, loving, giving, joyfully, without regret, without the Spirit of God. Come on, come on. Maybe, maybe our job this summer is just to abide. Come on online today, just, just to abide, just to stay close to Jesus. Close proximity to Jesus today, only when we abide is fruit bearing possible. What are the keys to kindness? Maybe the worship team can come up and I'll wrap up in a moment, come help us out. 
here's the second thing. Radical kindness involves consistency. Consistency. Some of you ought to write that on your arm. Consistency. Come on, it's not exciting, is it? We're not gonna, woo! <laughs> Consistency, it's not one of those exciting concepts. But it's a concept that may just bring the transformation you need. Consistency is key. In the next chapter in Galatians, Paul says to these guys, hey, hey, don't grow tired of doing good. Consistency is key. What makes someone kind is because they keep choosing to be kind. They keep choosing it on their worst day. No strings attached. They choose kindness. Can we be a church from this moment on that chooses kindness in and out of season? Good day, bad day. Have, have not. Can we be a people and Christians today that choose radical kindness? Consistency is key. Let's not be so heavenly minded that we're, not, that we're no earthly good. I can't help but think of the kindness, the kindness of some of the people in our church who you often say hello to when you walk in, who are behind the scenes just doing emails and making sure this thing runs well, you know, protecting us, you know, COVID, you know. I can't, I can't, help, I can't help but think of some of the people who, who give up their time to to come and serve. This is a plug, by the way, for, for signing up to Teams straight after the service. Some of you ought to do that. Some of you ought to do that because, because that's what family does. Family chips in. We chip in. You're not too young to serve. You're not too old to serve. We need every generation in this church. Young and old, whoever you are, you've got something to give. You've got something to bring. What can you bring? into the mix. Because as the doctor said, we need you. The city needs you. I can't help but think of some of the families in our church who have, who have an open door policy who, who would say, hey, come for dinner. I haven't eaten so much in my life in the last few weeks. Some of you ought to have, a, have an open door policy, a, a, a come a come for dinner, open door, because I just, you know, that's church. You know, like, like this is awesome. Like, you know, you know, you're sat there, you're looking awesome and, you know, it's, it's fine, you know, like all this is cool. But, but you know, church is, 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 hey, how are you doing? Like, how are things? What are you struggling with? What, how can I pray? Church is encouragement. It's, hey, you can do it. I believe in you. Spirit of God is on your life. You're called for such a time as this. There's no one in the world like you. Kindness is, is consistent. Here's the last thing, and I'll take my seat. Radical kindness is exemplified in Jesus especially just in this story, which is just one of many. Radical kindness is giving to someone who can't return the favour. You wanna be kind? Give to someone who, who can't give you anything back. Woo! Sounds like the gospel to me. Sounds familiar that. John three sixteen for God 
so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Matthew in our text this morning makes it clear that Jesus was purposed in touching this man, a man who probably had, hadn't felt the touch of another human for a very long time. How wonderfully strange that the one who could, who could heal with merely a word chose to heal with a word and a touch. Oh, that should have at least gotten an, an mmm in the room or, or a head shake. I'll tell you why, because let me be the first to raise a hand and say, and say, and say, unclean. Unclean. Let me be the first to say, I'm the leper. But God, so rich in mercy, Ephesians 2, and loved me so much, loved you so much. But even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Jesus Christ from the dead. John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for another. Jesus hanging on a cross in Luke 22, verse 34, about to die for the sins, our sins, that put Him on that cross. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Uh, what is that today? Oh, radical kindness. What's my response? Sign me up. Sign me up. Where do I register? Sign me up. Sign me up to that. Sign me up to love, to joy, to peace, to patience, to kindness. Sign me up to goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I want it. Anybody else today? You want to? Just three. Okay. Maybe a bit more work. <laughs> Another half an hour. No. Hey, come on. Radical kindness. Nobody has exemplified this like Jesus has. When you stand to your feet today. Just stretch out your hands towards heaven. Some of you who struggle with that, let me just say, you know, this is just the international sign of surrender, as someone once said. <laughs> someone, there's just something about doing something physical and just releasing control because we want to be in control. But just release it. Come on, close your eyes. No one's looking around. This is not about who's to your left or to your right. This is just a moment between you and God. Let me ask you a question. Flesh or spirit today? Come on, online, flesh or spirit? I heard someone ask a question once that if you're not close to Jesus, guess who moved? Come on, who do you need to show kindness to today? Is it yourself? Have you been hard on yourself? Have you been beating yourself up? <laughs> Come on, we do that sometimes, don't we? We put pressure on ourselves. Come on, release the pressure right now in Jesus' name. Pressure's rising. Release it, release it. Release it right now, Jesus' name. Pressure, lift off right now. Every person, in the name of Jesus, release it right now. Just hand it over, hand it over. Cast your cares. 
Come on, come on, come on. Right now, that which is niggling you in your mind right now, hand it over, surrender it to Jesus. That which is consuming your mind, the guilt. Some of you, you're feeling guilty about something today. Release it right now in the name of Jesus. Release, release, release guilt. Release shame online, release it right now. Thank you, Jesus. He died for that. Release it, hand it over. Hand it over. Complacency, hand it over. You've been distant, you've been in the, in the desert. Hey, come on, here's the river of heaven right now, the waters of heaven. Come on, let them refresh you in the name of Jesus. Refreshing right now. Refresh, refresh in this place. Jesus' name. Fill every person, God, with your spirit. The rain of heaven. Waters of heaven. Come on, begin to pray right now. Come on, if you're a praying person, begin to pray. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fill us, God, today. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Oh, what a sweet sense of His presence. Just put your hands down for a moment and just keep your eyes closed. Listen, let me just ask, I've got to ask if there's anybody in the room today who needs, maybe for the first time or for the 10th time, you need to surrender your life to Jesus. You need to say yes. Because this morning He shows you kindness. Jesus, Jesus said to this, to this guy, let me read this to you. He said, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. You know, tucked away in the Old Testament book of Leviticus, which I know you love reading. In chapter 14 um, is a verse that sets down the process by which the priest could declare the cure leopard clean. Jesus on the cross, let me say, today declares you clean. His blood is a declaration of our holiness and the fact that He loves us. So if you're feeling distant from God today and, and you realise and you recognise that, man, I, I need to say yes to Jesus. I need to invite Him into my heart. Maybe I did it five years ago, but I don't know. Today, I just know that I know that I know I need this. So I'm gonna say a simple prayer and all of us are gonna pray just so you, know, you don't feel alone, whether you're in the room or online. But this prayer just brings you right into relationship with Jesus. It takes you out of spiritual isolation, which you know, like, isn't awesome. But walking in close proximity with Jesus, oh man, it doesn't get any better than that. So come on, help me pray. Dear Jesus, come on, help me out. Dear Jesus, thank You for Your Word. Thank You that You love me. Thank You that You died for me. Jesus, today, I choose life. I choose You. Come into my heart. Change me. Shape me. I'm sorry for my sin. Sorry for running away. But today, I run towards you. Would you receive me now? In Jesus' name. Amen. Just keep your eyes closed, your heads bowed. If that's you, you prayed that prayer. At the count of three, just slip your hand in the air. Just let me know that you prayed that prayer so I can pray for you specifically. A hand has already gone up. Thank you, bro. Is anyone just at the count of three, just slip it up. One, two, three. If that's you right now, just lift a hand. You're saying yes to Jesus. Awesome. 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 Anybody else? You're saying yes to Jesus. That's three hands I'm counting. Four. Awesome, man. Come on. Anyone else? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome.
six. Come on, anyone else you wanna say yes to Jesus today? Awesome, thank you, sir. Amazing, come on. Seven, anyone else wanna join these seven great people? If I've missed you, just raise a hand again. Amazing, thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, awesome, hello. Awesome, eight, love that. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else you're saying yes to Jesus today? Hey, so proud of you guys. This is the best decision you can ever make today. And I'm praying, I'm gonna pray right now that the Spirit of God would arrest your heart, that you would leave this place never the same. Father, I thank You for these hands. Come on, just raise it again. Thank You for these hands, Lord God, these people who by faith today are are turning their lives around and coming towards You. Father, right now, just fill them with Your Spirit. God, God, I pray, God, You know their story. You know where they've walked. I pray today become real in their lives. God, in Jesus' Name, as a church, we celebrate and heaven celebrates right now. And someone said, I mean, hey, if you raise your hand, just on your way out, there are, there are some packs just to your left. Make sure you grab one. I have decided packs. And let us know that you prayed that prayer. If you're online, gastreet.church forward slash yes, if you prayed that prayer. In Jesus' name. Shall we worship? Are you, are you up for that? Are you, are you pumped to worship God today? Come on. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastreet.org or follow us on Instagram at Gastreet Church.